More violence than usual is breaking out across Mexico as the Sinaloa cartel goes to war with the Mexican government. That's because the Mexican authorities recently arrested one of the figureheads of the Sinaloa cartel. His name is Ovidio Guzman. He's the son of El Chapo Guzman, who was arrested a few years ago and is now serving time in a federal penitentiary in Colorado. The violence is centered around a city called Culiacan, about three hours north of Mazatlan, and it may be spreading soon. To talk more about that, I brought in my friend Victor Avila, former ICE agent. Take a listen. Uh, this is uh, the Sinaloa cartel is what we're talking about today. Uh, the largest cartel in Mexico and arguably the largest criminal organization in the world, um, maybe aside from the U.S. government. And uh, <laughs> I... I mean, it's it's really no laughing matter. These people are involved in methamphetamine and heroin and cocaine and marijuana and fentanyl, making lots and lots of that and shipping it into the United States, whereas we know it's killed over 100,000 people a year for the last couple right. of years. And so this is a big deal. Now, uh, let me just ask you to sort of summarize what has happened in the last 24 hours down in Culiacan. So... Uh... Late last night or early this morning, the way you see it, um, uh, special forces with Sedena, which is the Mexican uh, army, uh, along with their air force, uh, went and arrested uh, Ovedo uh, Guzman, one of El Chapo's son, which they'll go by El, Ch El Chapitos is the name. There's two sons there. And they went and picked them up and they didn't go very well with, uh, with the Sinaloa cartel. Uh, organization. And before I even go on, I, I want to compare it because this happened two years ago with the other brother. As a matter of fact, HSI had a big role in securing a provisional arrest warrant for the Ivan, the other brother, uh, two years ago. And they had him, the Mexican army had him, and there was this huge firefight in the middle of the day. And the, the Sinaloa cartel threatened, which what they're doing again today citizens and the the military family members to kill them if the president of mexico didn't release them and he folded and the reason i have to share this story is because they sent a president and mexico did and the mexican government did and they folded toward to and kneeled before the the sinaloa cartel and here we are again dealing with this and now it happens again so by the way it did release uh uh ivan the other brother and now here we are where uh, Mexico does it again, and you have to ask yourself the timing of this arrest. I think it all, it's all politically motivated. Biden is going to make a visit next week over there, and Mexico uh, loves to you know, uh, you know, pick up their, their, their collar and say, we're doing something against organized crime. Um, and so the arrest is significant in a way because, um, yes, it's a Sinaloa cartel, uh, but there's a, there's th people need to understand what's going on with the Sinaloa cartel. After their father, uh, El Chapo Guzman, was sent to prison, uh, the sons wanted to take over. Uh, nevertheless, they, the, you know, kudos to the Mexican government, at least. Uh, it just goes to show that if they really wanted to get anybody, they know where they're at and they could get them. But it also shows that uh, they went after the weakest link of the whole cartel. I mean, it'd be nice if we'd be talking that they took down Mayo Zambada. That'd be a whole different conversation because that would be a big impact on the Sinaloa cartel. This one's not going to be. It's not going to dismantle it. It's not going to do anything other than bring awareness to people that have no idea what the Sinaloa cartel is. And you mentioned it. They're probably the, the number one uh, organization responsible for the fentanyl and meth that's coming into our country, killing our people. They're the ones working directly with China. 
and bringing uh, the precursors and the chemical, whether they make it in the super labs in Mexico or China, I hear, is now bringing it uh, a finished product to them with its counterfeit pills. And so uh, this is a good uh, opportunity to, to educate people and say, listen, what's happening in Mexico with these cartels directly affects us in the United States because not only are they just headquartered in Mexico, but they operate every corner of our country in the United States and 40 to 50 countries abroad. They're terrorizing the, the citizens of Mexico. Right now, they're, they're terrified. Right now, as you and I speak, there are firefights. They're shooting at airplanes, for crying out loud. They shot at the airplane that carried Ovedo back to Mexico City. It is, uh, this is craziness. This is stuff that you would see possibly in the Middle East in a war zone, but the war zone is not 6,000 miles away. It's right here next to us. And so it's, it's important to understand the level that this is bringing and what um, uh, the risk and public safety and national security issue that really uh, is going to touch us at our borders. Yeah, we've uh, always know, you know, had this sort of low level boil point of violence in Mexico and people have gotten sort of inured to the whole idea of people killing each other in Mexico. And it happens all the time. Why should we care? But as you said, this is another level. Now explain some of the tactics that the gunmen uh, who are loyal to the Sinaloa cartel are employing down there in Culiacan uh, over the last 24, 48 hours. Military tactics. I mean, these guys are, are, <laughs> are equipped and you know i get the question asked if they're uh, more equipped than the uh, mexican military in some instances they might be they have good equipment they have uh, a lot of guns and a lot of artillery but um, i think they're really no match for a, a, a well-organized army definitely not uh, for the u.s army or u.s military but mexico just doesn't have the willpower to challenge them that's why they look so powerful on the street because mexico doesn't bring it to them doesn't bring the fight to the cartels um, you saw they have 50 caliber type of weapons uh, uh, and all these type of weapons. And by the way, it's illegal they've to bear arms. They've got man pads, they've got machine guns. They've machine got, guns, they got know, everything. Anti-tank weapons, whatever. Now, yeah, grenades I did and... see a, a video tonight of a Mexican helicopter, army helicopter, just letting them have it with a 7.62 minigun uh, that fires about 6,000 rounds per minute. So far, I haven't seen uh, the... Uh, the cartel people having any of those, but that raises the question of civilian casualties. If you're firing a minigun into Culiacan, into a big civilian area, uh, you're bound to be killing civilians. And do you think the Mexicans are just trying to put on a show, uh, they're, they're a show of force, or do you think they're actually trying to take down the Sinaloa cartel once and for all? Chuck, that's a great question because I think the shift happens and it happens involuntarily and so this is uh, i worked in mexico and, and let me tell you this is what happens sometimes mexico their their hand is forced whether it's forced by the cartel sometimes it's forced by their own government it's forced by outside entities and this is what's happening that once the fight is on the government then has to react and say oh, oh my goodness now we're losing civilians we're losing ca ca we're having casualties on the military side on the on the federal police side and now we have to really bring it on and fight back and this and they might not have a choice and they might end up having to be the the good guys you know and and start picking the side and i think that's what's happening if this continues uh, throughout tonight and tomorrow where the Sinaloa cartel does not let up, 
it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a game changer. This is different uh, because now you're having a, a mini war battle on the streets in this in a very uh, dense populated area of Mexico. And what's going to happen? So you just can't let dead bodies, you know, lie down. The Mexican government now has to step up and protect their citizens. And and so people are, are going to be taken out. And sometimes even within the corruption, I saw this many times, even as corrupt as Mexico is, somebody has got to be taken down. Maybe he's this guy's the scapegoat for now. But if this elevates and continues to escalate, Maybe this is the opportunity for Mexico to say, okay, let's take this opportunity and let's dismantle this Sinaloa cartel once and for all. So I, my question is, how much does Mexico accept help from the United States? We've seen a lot of, for example, in the in the war in Ukraine, we've seen Ukraine just taking everything they can get, it, by not, not in terms of military hardware. It's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is signals intelligence. Um, the, the United States has a huge capability of uh, tracking people, finding people, uh, using our SIGINT uh, network. Is Mexico willing to accept that kind of data from us? And is the United States willing to share it with the Mexican government, knowing how corrupt they are? Well, I'll answer that question like this. There's been a shift. And the, the answer right now is no. It, it shifts towards no. It used to be that when I was there, there was great cooperation by the Mexican government. You know, we gave them billions of dollars to begin with, and at least they were cooperating with us, and we got some things done. Um, but then AMLO comes in, and he shuts that down. You know, they took away DEA's, um, uh, uh, you know, status as diplomats and their protection uh, and immunities protections. Uh, this is crazy that, that Mexico is very proud and they they reject the 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 notion that the US is better than them and they they need help and and they're very proud people and sometimes that's very hard to overcome as someone that another country that actually wants to go in there and help them i know the united states would want to go in there and actually help now i don't know if the biden administration would want to do that or not and i don't know what kind of conversation i know it's not the conversation that i would have if i would go in there as a diplomat next week but um, uh, it, 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 it does matter. And Mexico right now is not this openly, willingly, hey, please help us. We need help. And no, they're not. They're not. And, and that hurts them. And it hurts them. It hurts uh, the surrounding countries in Central America. And it hurts mm -hmm. us. And so they're, they're not embracing that right now. Do you think that Mexico is doing this now because Biden is coming down and they need something to hold up. You like you said, they're very proud people that, you know, hey, look how good we we did for you uh, as a, they want to offer this guy up as a prize to the Biden administration because his father was extradited to the United States, currently serving in a supermax prison here. Uh, are, do you think that's going to be the fate of uh, this son of uh, Chapo Guzman? I think so. I think so. And um, uh, it, we saw it happen not so long ago with AMLO visited the White House mm -hmm. and Rafael Caro Quintero, who's responsible for killing DEA special agent Enrique Camarena back in 1985. He had been released, was a fugitive since 2013. And all of a sudden he gets arrested right before AMLO goes and visits Biden. And I'm looking at this and OK, well, that's good. At least they got him, whatever. And it's going to be politically and he's going to be another trophy. But guess what? The meeting is over. And guess what? Rafael Caro Quintero is now on home detention, mm -hmm. whatever that means in Mexico. To me, it means nothing. It means he's a free man. 
And is that going to happen with this guy today? After the visit goes and everything blows over, what's going to happen to him? Are they going to actually bring the charges and prosecute him? Or is he going to be gone like the wind and everybody's going to stop talking about it? That's where we'll see the real effort that Mexico wants to do this. I haven't seen the effort from Mexico in a long time, and this will be a good indicator. Well, Victor Avila, thank you very much for your time and thank you for being willing to share that kind of information. It's, you know, harder and harder these days to get anybody to talk about anything. And you understand how important it is for people to have awareness of what's going on down there. And so I appreciate you taking the time to do that and share it with us. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. God bless you. All right.